0: he said. Worst comes to worst, and we get some bad flooding. I'll send a boat by for you. And so she'd gone to Walmart for a few last-minute things, her fear mounting as the wind picked up and the sky grew darker. When she finally made it through the checkout line and walked outside of the parking lot, the gray sky above her was limned with an eerie chemical green. The air was dense as a wet towel against her skin. She swallowed nervously, ducked her head against a gusting breeze, and rushed to her car. She hardly remembered the drive home. But once she was home, she and Jim and their daughter Madison still had so much to do to get ready. She could hear Jim with his power drill out on the front porch putting up plywood over the glass, and looking out the little window above the kitchen sink, she mouthed a silent plea for him to hurry. It was getting really scary out there. Part of Bay's bayou ran through the green belt behind their house, and Hector's storm surge had caused its waters to rise significantly. Already there was an inch or so of brackish water covering their lawn, and a sharp howling wind sent lines of lacy silver waves through it. They were surrounded by cottonwood and pines and giant oaks and the same wind was tossing their branches back and forth, filling the air with leaves. Earlier that afternoon, Hurricane Hector had been upgraded from a Category 3 to a Category 5 storm, meaning that it would blow inland with winds over 155 miles per hour. And though she tried to suppress the thought, she kept having visions of a sustained blast of wind breaking off tree limbs and shooting them like arrows through the sides of their home. It had happened before, during Rita and Ike, when she was a little girl. She shook the memories of those storms from her mind and focused her attention out the window. From where she stood, she could just see a corner of Ms. Hester's house across the street. The woman was eighty-four and struggling with what Eleanor suspected was incipient Alzheimer's disease. But she was a sweet old lady, and, with both Jim and Eleanor's parents dead, had even filled in as the grandmother that Madison had never known. There had been several years, right around the time Madison was starting school and Eleanor was still slaving away as a detective in the Houston Police Department's Sex Crimes Unit and Jim was working at Gulfport Petrochemical, when they hadn't been able to afford child care. They were working all the time, but still miserably broke. Miss Hester had come to their rescue. She took care of Madison during those years cooked her dinners, taught her to paint, even picked her up from school on early release days, and in so doing had earned a special place in Eleanor's heart. In all their hearts, actually. And so it was with considerably more than neighborly concern that Eleanor watched the wind thrashing the pecan trees that surrounded Ms. Hester's little one-story white house. Madison had spent the last six summers collecting pecans from those trees. She and Miss Hester shelling them and turning them into pecan pies and candied pralines. The trees were beautiful, even useful in their way, but they were notoriously ill-suited for bad weather. The wood was soft enough that the weight of the nuts alone could cause limbs to snap off in late summer. A strong Category 5 hurricane wind would blast the trees to bits. How long would it take, she wondered, before one of those bits lanced through the roof, or a sidewall, sending shards of glass through the house like birdshot from a twelve-gauge? Mom? You okay? Eleanor half-turned from the sink, but said nothing. Ah, uh, Mom? Hello? This time Eleanor turned around. The thick note of sarcasm in Madison's voice was something new. Something she'd picked up, Eleanor suspected from Susie Tyler and Brandy Moore, two girls who had just recently become Madison's closest friends. The three girls spent nearly every day that summer running around together, sleeping over at each other's houses, learning how to be teenagers together. It was natural behavior, Eleanor knew, but that didn't mean she had to like it. Susie especially seemed like a bad influence, always so loud and disrespectful to the other girls' parents. She had an annoying habit of making everything a competition between her and Madison, never missing a chance to gloat over some small victory or rub in.